0: Welcome to it. Day three of Clown World. We still have no evidence, uh, but the latest headline out of Politico on the impeachment says Trump is on the path to acquittal despite stunning evidence. That's the headline. Stunning evidence. They've got stunning evidence. It's a it's a game changer. It's rock solid. It's devastating. Those are the words they're using, kind of like the Russia thing. There's no evidence.
1: Well, I mean, it is stunning evidence because they've taken the videos that he's talked about. You know, the, the ones where he's calling for you to peacefully protest and peacefully have your voice heard and peacefully do these things. You know, those videos they've actually taken and cleverly edited. I'm, I'm being kind here and made it sound like he was calling for violence. And that's the only part of the speeches that that they show. And then they manipulate it and say, well, see, this is where he was calling for violence. And they show this to the American people. And then they show this in front of Congress. And of course, yes, it looks very stunning. But if you were one of the individuals that took the time to go and actually watch the videos and the speeches that he's done, he did no such thing. He was telling them to peacefully and patriotically go and have your voice heard.
0: You know who they're blaming all this on? Senator Rand Paul. They're blaming it all on him. First of all, I saw a headline this morning out of CNN saying that how dare Rand Paul not even wear a mask? How dare he? Rand Paul's a medical doctor. He understands how these things work. He gets it. He's already had COVID. And yeah, he he was one of the first. He was one of the first. But of course, he was asymptomatic. So, you know, that's yeah. Yeah. But he had to he had to quarantine and self-isolate and do all that stuff anyway. He was doing his visual or excuse me, visual, his virtual senate committees and, and all that stuff for the longest time hell he's one of the only senators that's up there actually giving it to dr fauci when he could yeah yeah You know, I mean, here's a medical doctor going after another medical doctor and asking him real medical questions. And what does Fauci do? He plays politics. That's what he does. It's because he's not an actual doctor. He's a politician, not discounting his credentials. I'm just saying when you haven't seen a patient in 20 years and you're in the same position, you're still calling yourself a doctor. You're a politician at that point.
1: No, no, he's when you look at the things that he says on like CNN or MSNBC or whatever, when he goes on there and talks about, uh, for example, herd immunity, he doesn't use the words herd immunity. But when he goes on to Fox News, he uses the words herd immunity. He's aware of the different population that he's talking to or the different political alignments. And he uses a different language to accommodate those people, just as a politician does. If you're a scientist, you're going to use the actual names and words of what you're talking about irrelevant of politics. And you're going to be telling them what the data says and not skewing it one way or another.
0: And to that point, you're going to be consistent, which is one thing that he's certainly not. He is not consistent in nearly everything that he's done up to this point in any of this. Uh, We played some of the examples of the flip-flopping yesterday, among many other times. But anyway, Rand Paul, listen to this, Bruce, Rand Paul has engineered a strategy right? See, he plotted this, right? He's one of those Republican plotters. Yeah, he plotted this. He engineered a strategy that put all but six GOP senators on the record saying former President Donald Trump's impeachment trial is unconstitutional. That line right there, that line right there speaks volumes in and of itself, saying that former President Donald Trump's impeachment trial is unconstitutional. He's not a president. You can't impeach someone who's not
1: a president. You can't do it. Not constitutionally, anyway. So he's right on that. Well, OK, so he was impeached before he wasn't president, if that makes sense. The impeachment, they rushed the impeachment and had no actual like presentation of evidence, no arguments against none of that. They just rushed it through within, a you know, what is it, a few hours? What was it, four hours they rushed it through or something like that? I mean, something it, it was like that, yeah. stupid quick. The fastest we've had in history, this is unprecedented in, in the entire history of America. And they impeached him right before he was to to leave office. He lost the election, so technically at that point, well you know, lost the election uh technically at that point, um he wasn't president anymore, right? He was still technically president and still can do things as president, but he's effectively not president anymore. He's being removed, so why would you impeach him so yeah. He did say
0: impeachment trial, impeachment trial, that is unconstitutional. Well, I mean, for a number of reasons. One of what, you know, chief among which he's not president of the United States. You can't have an impeachment trial for a president that's not actually there. So sure. th- yeah. there's that. The trial part. But, yeah. yeah, the trial part. Second, you can't actually, apart from the fact you can't even have the trial, if you're going to have a trial, then the chief justice of the Supreme Court is supposed to sit up there and preside over the trial, which is not happening. It's not happening.
1: I mean... Uh, since when do we have the judge also be a witness and a juror? Since well, when do we do gets, that? In, in it courts? actually gets worse.
0: It actually gets worse. I heard this this morning from Senator Mike Lee. You're going to love this from Senator Mike Lee. He went on talk radio this morning and he said that Chief Justice John Roberts wasn't even asked or consulted to preside over the impeachment trial in the Senate. Um, I, I don't even know what to say to that. I don't I, like I don't have words for that. It's bad enough. I See, I thought I was under the impression that that Roberts had said, uh, look, I'm not going to do it because it's not constitutional. I'm not going to do it. Uh, that you was know, my understanding. But I heard Mike Lee say that this morning.
1: <laughs> I heard him say that this morning. I, I think it would be prudent for every single Republican that values uh, being in your office and wants to be reelected. I would say every one of you shouldn't attend the impeachment because it's unconstitutional. Thus, you're not required to show up. So don't. But this is a uh, you've used the term voted for it, right? You've used the
0: term banana republic. Yeah. Like, hello. That's, that's what this is. yeah This is show trial. Politico goes on to say here, even after visceral new footage of the January 6th insurrection rattled fellow Republicans, Senator Rand Paul has a good feeling uh, about Trump's whip. Uh, there will be at least 44. This is Rand Paul quoting. Uh, I'm quoting him from an interview. He says there will be at least 44 or more. I think we might get one or two, uh, we might get one or two back on acquittal. Everybody objects to that violence, right? Which clearly we did here too, right? Everybody objects Mm -hmm. to it. Everybody is horrified by that violence. Yeah, that's true. But the question is, did the president incite that? That's the question.
1: Uh, uh, I'll, I'll answer it real quick. He incited it as much as the media incited it. That's
0: a fair point. It's a good way to put it. It's a really good way to put it. Now, see, this is where they jump back in with the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> this is just too good. To Senator Paul, the answer is clearly no. And interviews on Wednesday evening revealed that the raw emotion stirred up by the days never before seen footage of violent rioters ransacking the Capitol, ransacking the Capitol, R- ransacking. Hello. Where were you people back in May when they were burning down all the cities, ransacking the cities? Where were you then? Where were you then? Yeah. Most Republicans are publicly unshakable from the hard line that they've taken on their party's process argument. <laughs> <laughs> unshakable. So what? You need to be like Representative Tlaib and stand up there crying at the podium <coughs> with AOC consulting consoling her. Yeah, you have to be like yeah. AOC and, and hide in a bathroom on Instagram and and, uh, <laughs> and lie about everything when you weren't even in the building like well, that was to well, yeah, she wasn't there either.
1: hmm. No.
0: And I'm, this is the last part of it. I swear to you. Um, it's, they say the uh, the dug in GOP resistance to considering conviction illustrates the same phenomenon that has torn the party asunder for
1: years under Trump. <laughs> this is this is good. No, this is good. Uh, The the, what tore the party asunder is that they're not doing what their constituents want. Exactly. They're not listening to pansies. Yeah.
0: The dug in GOP resistance. These people couldn't resist a wet paper sack at this point. They couldn't. They couldn't resist anything even if they wanted to. They're they're so scared and they're so cowardly and they're so spineless that they won't e- for fear of whatever the media is going to do to them or their families and turn the Antifa mobs on them. We're going to talk about Antifa here in a little bit, but they're so afraid of that, that uh,
1: dug in, <laughs> dug in. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, oh. I don't think they're scared. I, I I don't think they're scared of the media and the the their image, if you will. I think they're they're concerned that they're going to lose their cash cow. So, like the the backroom deals and all the yeah.
0: uh, dealings they've got with like foreign yeah. entities, China, and, and all of that stuff. That that's their. I think it's,
1: I think it's more about the corruption and 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 uh, insider trading, know, the backroom deals, insider trading, all that stuff. I think it's more about that than I'm afraid of whatever. It, it they're afraid of, um, for example, like. Mitch McConnell or somebody uh, higher up in the in the um, party primarying someone against them and they lose their cash cow. We have politicians that are politicians like that's all they do. I mean, look at the for to use an example. This is technically a Democrat though, but the White House press secretary and her husband are both. Polit- they've been in politics since college. They have not held a uh, job outside of politics.
0: That's a that's a fair point. That is a fair point. I've I've made the uh, I've made the call out here before several times. I'm saying, you know, I've said before, what would Nancy Pelosi do? The Speaker of the House? What would she do if she wasn't a politician? What would she do? She wouldn't be able to get a job serving coffee at a diner in her own district. Of course, she couldn't because they've probably all been closed. But
1: (laughs) she'd be crying in her pints of ice cream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, her Pints of ice cream. (laughs) She wouldn't have those $25,000 a piece freezers. She wouldn't have that $12 a, a pint ice cream. She wouldn't have any of that. While people are out there trying to figure out what in the world they're going to do for their next meal, she
1: wouldn't have any of that. Oh, no. No, see, she's got she's got the people's best interest in mind, and they're, they're pushing forward with the COVID relief bill, and she's going to have the $15 an hour minimum wage shoved in there as well, and they're going to shove that through. And of or course, GP, if what? any Republicans... Uh, resist and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is going to destroy small businesses because that fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage." They're going to say, "You're, you." It's it's basically going to be a repeat of what we've seen with the Georgia Senate election. You know, when they when uh, Democrats are saying, "Oh, we're going to give you two thousand dollar checks," and the Republicans are like, "Whoa, no, you're worth six hundred dollars." None of them were able to read the room. I'm not for handing out money, but in that scenario, you were talking about giving $600 where the other party was saying two, $2 now $2,000. Yeah, now, it's now it's 1400 Yeah, now it's $1,400.
0: It's 1400 because according to Biden, that's what the American people were promised was 1400
1: Right. Well, no, it's it's the 1400 plus the 600 together to, to make the, the the $2,000. So the, yeah, it, it's a... I love
0: how what? they're concerned about
1: pinching pennies now. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like you're, you're passing a $2 trillion bill. What, what do we care? What, what do we care? So it, it, what's it going to be next time? Four? Six? Eight? Hell, let's just do $10 trillion. Why not? You just do. Yeah, you just do. Speaking of putting people out of work and um, wondering where their next uh, paycheck is going to come from, 14 attorney generals slammed Biden's cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline. 14 attorney generals. Of course, these are all Republican states that are doing it. Well, they have no standing, you see. Yeah, there's, there's no standing. 14 state attorney generals sent a letter to President Joe Biden on Tuesday, urging him to reconsider his executive order, rescinding the permit for the Keystone XL pipeline. Do you have any idea how many people that put out of work? I know people personally that were going to be on that job that were hoping to go to retirement on it, and now they don't know what they're going to do. We've seen videos and we've seen posts across social media about people that were on the job and all of a sudden a stroke of a pen. Now they don't know what they're going to do. They've got a wife or a husband. If you're a if you're a woman working on the pipeline, which there are those. They've got house payments, mortgages, cars, schools to pay for, families to raise, mouths to feed. They really give a damn about the working American families, don't they?
1: <laughs> a president should never have this kind of power. Never should they be able to just at the wave of a pen destroy seventy thousand jobs. Hell, it's. I would say it's. I would argue it's more than that because of the
0: point you brought up last week on it because of every bit of business it's going to bring to those areas where that construction is going to go through. And let's look at the Canadian side of it, right? The Canadians, hell, Trudeau, Justin Trudeau was even saying, "Uh, are you sure we should do this? Are are you sure we should shut shut this down? Because this is a lot of Canadian jobs that are going to be hit too. Are you sure this needs to be done? Yep. Sorry. Here's what I say to all these attorney generals that uh, that sent the letter to President Biden. And I'll bet you I know exactly what 14 states they are, to. They probably run right down from Canada, straight down to where you are, which is where a lot of that oil would be processed and refined and all the way down into Texas.
1: Yeah, there's a few others outlying as well, like um, New Mexico, um, like Montana. You know, there, there's, there's a few others that the pipeline branches off to and goes to other states mm-hmm. um, that they're not happy about losing the pipeline either.
0: Oh, I would imagine not. The group said in the letter, "Your decision." I'm quoting here from the letter. "Your decision will result in devastating damage to many of our states and local communities, which is all the small jobs you were talking about. Even those states outside the path of the Keystone XL pipeline, indeed, all Americans will suffer serious detrimental consequences." Do you know what I say to all of those four, those 14 states? Okay, if the attorney generals are in those states that sent that letter to Biden, well, then it stands to reason the attorney generals of those states would have the ears of their governors, right? A direct line to their state governors. Is that correct? Would you assume so?
1: Yeah, they should. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So here's what you do as a state, right? We still have the 10th Amendment, do we not? We still have 10th Amendment states, rights. Okay. So here's what you do. You get together, you 14 states, all of you governors, all you attorney generals that are so concerned about this, and you put words to action. That's what I say. Put words to action. Continue. You say, look, we're going to continue with this. We're going to allow these companies to operate. We're going to build this pipeline. And who else is going to come on board with us? What other states are going to come on board with us and, and help create American jobs? That's what you do. You tell, the, you tell yeah. the DC power brokers to go to hell. That's what you do. They can't say no. anything if you do that.
1: Nothing. Nothing. Well, I mean, they'll they'll pull out the commerce clause and try to beat you over the head with the commerce go clause, ahead. saying they'll it's the federal government that runs that. And, well, not necessarily. The thing is, is if you if the governor and the AG, uh, you know, the if they have the wherewithal to stand their ground, what is the federal government going to be able to do? Now, seriously, are they going to are they going to round up troops to go in and dig up the pipeline and cap it off? I mean, seriously. If the states decide, as you said, they decide to go in and do business with Canada, which they would. And and the start of this line, the start of this line would come
0: from Alberta right? The territory of Alberta, Canada. Alberta, Canada, those people up there, you know, I've met a lot of people from Alberta. I know we got some listeners up there. Thank you all very much. Alberta, Canada, they are more conservative, like a lot more conservative minded than most, and no disrespect to other parts of Canada, but they are a, a lot more conservative mindset and they want those jobs. They welcome those jobs. And so they're going to be hurting in this deal too. That pipeline is going to go 1,700 miles. It's going to start in Alberta, Canada, and it's going to go all the way down to the Texas Gulf Coast. It's going to transport around 800,000 barrels of oil per day, per day through Montana, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, and Oklahoma. How many jobs in your area are going to be lost due to this? I I have no idea. I I don't know
1: that we're really going to lose any because we
0: already have... How many jobs would be created in your area because of this it'd be quite a few
1: you would have contractors coming in building more tank farms you would have uh, other businesses popping up to to uh monitor the pipelines there would be a lot of jobs that you could spur off of this that would also encourage things like restaurant growth um you actually the the town i grew up in they literally just built a brand new hotel back during obama when this uh, pipeline, when this all started, Obama was supposed to come in and have a speech literally a few miles out north of the, the town, and he ended up canceling that. And then there was some uh, scuffle about the pipeline, and anyway, it ended up falling through a bit. And it, anyway, that hotel, I don't know how well that hotel is doing. Of course, now it's it's hurting because of COVID. But it would help a, that little town a lot. I mean, that town's been hurting since uh, they, they removed the refinery. Which was back in, I think, the 70s or 80s. They removed it. Has it been gone that so long. So I, I'm to say it was, it was about the time of the 80s when we had the oil crisis. Yeah. So it yeah. might be the 90s when they actually tore it down. So somewhere or stopped using it. They tore it down when I was a kid. So I remember seeing it there.
0: The letter continued. I can't say that I disagree with any of this. Nowhere, however, do you explain how killing the Keystone XL Pipeline project directly advances the goal of protecting Americans and the domestic economy from harmful climate impacts, nor does your decision actually cure any of the climate ills you reference. Observers are thus left with only one reasonable supposition. It is a symbolic act of virtue signaling to special interests and the international community. Plays right into the hands of the UN, Agenda 2030, the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, all the rest of it. It Plays right into that agenda. That's all it is. There's your act of virtue signaling. There's your special interest
1: in the international community. That's all I think it is. It's just virtue signaling. Well, really, I think it's a great reset.
0: Yeah. The letter also pointed out that the economic impacts to high poverty areas. Yeah. I mean, God forbid mm-hmm. we actually build up economies in poverty stricken areas. God
1: forbid we actually do that. The town I was talking about, that is a high poverty area. I mean, uh, most people in that area. It is. OK, so that county is actually the the wealthier county of Oklahoma. But the average income in that area is something like twenty five, thirty thousand a year, maybe somewhere somewhere in that range. I mean, it's if you compare it to someplace like L.A. or something uh, or New York, <laughs> Uh, you, you guys make more on minimum wage in those places than, than, uh, most people here that, well, you kind of, you like, you kind of have to, you, in those
0: areas you have to, like, if you make, yeah. if you're making minimum, like $15 an hour, and we'll talk about that here in a second, $15 an hour, like that makes sense in New York. It does. It makes sense. in New York. $15 an hour makes sense for minimum wage in New York. And that's still not enough to live on. So, I mean, we were talking before we started here. If you're making 150 grand a year in New York, you're hand to mouth. Like you're not saving anything. You're lucky. But of course, the rent prices in Manhattan have come down dramatically. I'm not quite sure why uh, they've dropped mm. dramatically in in the last 12 months. But of course, there's nowhere to go to work. The loss of Keystone XL's economic activity and uh, and tax revenues are especially devastating as five of the six impacted counties are designated high poverty areas. So your decision to shut down the project means less money for schools, less money for public services, and the elimination of businesses and job opportunities in those areas where they are needed the most. Oh, yes. See, they're going to provide you with great schools. They're going to provide you with great public transport. They're going to provide you with more job opportunities, where they're needed the most, right? Isn't that what they always champion? Isn't that what the politicians always champion to you? But yet when you have a system that comes through, when you have an opportunity for business to actually come through and build that community up from the revenue that you bring in from not only domestically, but from outside the community, when you do that, well, then you don't need the government anymore, do you? You don't need the government. You don't need the politicians to come in there and make you all kinds of promises about how they're going to give you this. They're going to give you that. They're going to throw some chicken feet out there. No, you can't build up the community for yourself. They're going to
1: build it up for you by giving you money. How does public transportation help an area where I'm at? Like we're we're out in the boonies. How do you? I'm I'm sorry. I meant to say public services. My my mistake. Well, that's still something they champion and saying we need public transportation it did not oh
0: yeah uh, yeah that's true i I misspoke i do
1: apologize still public services though that still fits
0: uh anyway okay so uh they go on here to talk about how many millions are going to be lost uh just in the state of montana alone they're looking at 58 million dollars in annual tax revenue that would be lost uh due to this so some of the other letters uh, excuse me some of the other signers of this letter were uh the state attorney generals of alabama arkansas georgia indiana Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, South Carolina, South Dakota, Texas, and West Virginia, which I know why some of those states are on. So a lot of those states are, you could say, okay, well, the pipeline's not even going to run through some of those states. Well, that's true, but you have to look at those states. A lot of those states employ a lot of trade unions, a lot of tradesmen that are going to travel. That's why they jumped on board with it. The coalition warned Biden that states are considering legal options in the wake of the administration's decisions. They say, please be aware that states are reviewing available legal options to protect our residents and sovereign interests. In the meantime, we urge you to reconsider your decision to impose crippling economic injuries on states, communities, families,
1: and workers across this country. It's interesting how... Uh, The Democrats care about federalism when it benefits them. Right. You know, Antifa, drugs, you know, those kind of things. But the minute the state does it and says, uh, you know, a red state does it for economic reasons or immigration or, you know, any of those things. They're uh, detestable. And you you can't know the federal government is in control here and hypocrites. Yep.
0: Yep. Well, you know who else is a hypocrite? Tech companies. They're hypocrites, too. They're big hypocrites. Twitter lost. What was it? One point one four billion dollars in 2020. They just reported their 2020 earnings. Lost one point one four billion dollars. You did it to yourself and you're still continuing to do it. They banned James O'Keefe today from Project Veritas. Oh, yeah. Project at Project Veritas shut down shut down. Suspended indefinitely. So he's been the latest. They suspended somebody else last night, didn't you say? Or Instagram. Instagram suspended someone else. Life Services or something? That's right.
1: It was a, what was it? Life Site News or something like that. Life Site. Was it. it was a, yeah, it's a, it's a pro-life uh, organization. Oh, how dare they? Horrible, horrible organization that's interested in having babies born alive and giving a chance to live How dare they? Well, Twitter has made a statement.
0: They say that Trump is off of Twitter for good. Even if he runs again, he will no longer be allowed back on Twitter. He's had his at real Donald Trump account permanently banned. He will not be allowed back there. Supposedly, it was just a suspension just so, you know, they could review things. 88.7 million followers is what he had when he was uh, removed. Twitter will not allow... President Donald, former President Donald Trump, excuse me, former President Donald
1: Trump back on the platform, even if he runs for office again. The CFO said that yesterday. I mean, by then, by the time he runs again, if he runs again, it's going to be Parler or Telegram Mm -hmm. or one of these other up and comings. There's others that are coming up. So I I think at this point, Twitter's days are numbered. Yeah. The way our policies, this
0: is a statement from the CFO, the way our policies work listen to this very carefully. When you're removed from the platform, you're removed from the platform. Rather, you're a commentator, such as us, right? We're just commentators. That's all we are. We're not journalists or anything like that. We're just commentators. We could have our Mm -hmm. accounts removed. Of course, we didn't go on to social media because we knew this time was coming. A CFO or a current or former public official He actually said that on CNBC, so it wasn't like he quoted some off-to-the-side newspaper or something. Our policies are designed to ensure that people are not inciting violence.
1: Not inciting violence. Huh. So, are they going to remove... Any of the other politicians that have been, you know, like Maxine Waters? Maxine Waters. Or how about any of the news media? Kamala Harris? I mean, news media was inciting violence. The entire impeachment, what they're saying, the reasoning behind it, the entire news media is guilty of the same thing. And many of the politicians are guilty of it as well. Joe Biden is guilty of it, calling for violence and saying he wishes to inflict violence upon people.
0: He goes on to say, if anybody does that, we would have to remove them from the service and our policies don't allow people to come back so see when you're out you're out let me get this straight if i even mention something that's not inciting violence that is construed as inciting violence then that's it that's it they'll just they'll just cancel you well that sounds like a great company that's, that sounds like a great great company that's where i'd want to have my investments not I'd be pulling all my if I had any any investments in that company, I've been yelling and and warning people about Twitter for years and no one seems to pay attention. No one seems to pay attention. Uh, It's just it's unbelievable. And and Facebook's no different. Facebook's no different. Do you know what O'Keefe's crime was that 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 organization Project Veritas? They haven't incited violence. I've been following those people for years, for years. There's no inciting violence. So why did they get banned? Oh, they did an expose exposing Jack Dorsey last week exposing one of his uh, his PR people last week. Oh, wait a minute. What did they do this past week, just a few days ago? Oh, they exposed Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. Oh, they exposed the vice president of Facebook. Also, Nick Clegg of Facebook. Now, all of a sudden, they're banned. What? Let me guess. Exposing the hypocrisy of these, these tech oligarchs? This is somehow inciting violence now? Unbelievable. YouTube... They banned LifeSite News, right? You talked about LifeSite News. That was the Instagram ban. They removed all of their videos. So Google, right? Facebook owns Instagram. Okay, so now Google's jumped in on this. Google has removed all of LifeSite News's videos from YouTube. All of them. YouTube's banned the popular pro-life website, LifeSite News, from its platform and completely removed all of the videos posted on its channel. So see, it's not that we're just throwing you off. It's you never existed. What was their... Um, wrongdoing. What policy did they violate? I'm not sure. It says that, uh, let me see, YouTube is just completely, it's a statement from uh, LifeSite News. They said YouTube has removed the LifeSite News YouTube channel. This isn't a temporary ban. Every single one of our videos is completely gone. So it wasn't even a wasn't even a three strike thing. I mean, you remember how they had like the three strike thing? Yeah. Oh, there's, there's no three, three strikes three now. Strike oh no no usual. no no. There's yeah. It's anyway. They say thankfully we had backups of all of our videos, but this means hundreds of thousands of people have lost access to our truth telling content. According to LifeSite News, the website lost access to more than three hundred thousand followers. Hell, I lost three thousand myself. I know how you feel. It took me a long time to get those. Granted, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, we're not influencers or anything like that. But uh, I
1: mean, it takes a while to get three thousand followers. As a commentator, we, we we are like, there's only so many ways for us to to grow. You know, that's true. We're not some big media.
0: Yeah, and and I look at these companies like these these smaller media outlets that you know they they've been looking to grow and they have in their own respect they they've grown. but look how much money they've had to put into advertising on Facebook on Twitter and these social media companies. I mean, you have to pay for the advertising on those platforms and now look at it now look at it. these ones that are uh, not multi-million dollar outfits and they go onto these platforms they put all their money into advertising and then they get thrown off. Now what yeah. do you do? We look just remove their ads. Yeah. Or just, yeah, remove their ads or what they did to Steven Crowder, demonetized and all that stuff. how much money do you lose in ad revenue?
1: He put at least a million dollars in, in uh
0: <laughs> Facebook, I believe. Ridiculous. We looked at doing social media advertising and, and all of that stuff in the early days. We explored that option. And the more we went through and the more we were looking at behind the scenes stuff and what tech companies were up to, we're like, this isn't good. We can see this coming. If you go back, I mean, all of our podcasts are available. We've been saying we've I mean, we've been nothing if not consistent all the way through this about what these tech companies' intentions are and what they're going to do. We thought, okay, well, we're not going to do Twitter, we're not going to do Facebook, and every single person that I was talking to in the early days, I talked to marketing people. I talked to economists, I talked to business people, all the rest of it. And you know what all of them said? You need to advertise on Facebook. You need to advertise on Twitter. You need to advertise on Instagram and all this stuff. You need to do all these platforms. And I said, you people aren't hearing me. Those platforms are not going to be safe. Like this is not clicking in your head. And they say, well, that's that's see, I'm also dealing with the mindset of because it's not happening today, it's not going to happen. That's the mindset you deal with is they're not thinking three, four, five, six steps ahead. They're thinking now. That's not going to happen
1: here in the US. No, something like that would never
0: happen here. Right. I mean, it can't it- happen here, yeah. That argument, I love it. Previously, YouTube suspended LifeSite channels, uh, LifeSite's channel for one week last November after allegations of medical misinformation were made against a video featuring comments from a medical doctor
1: probably something to do with COVID. I would
0: uh, it was. Yeah, they say that. Uh, let me see there. Uh, there was utterly unfounded. They were they had a doctor on there who was uh, the CEO and medical director of Western Medical Assessments. And he said there was utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians about COVID. Uh, he went on to say that the media reaction to and the politics of coronavirus were the greatest hoax ever perpetuated on an unsuspecting public. And he also said that masks were utterly useless. That's what they banned it for.
1: I mean, that's kind of the same thing as we would be banned for. Yeah. On November 18th,
0: YouTube also flagged another Life Site videos titled, are you ready for this, Bruce? Are you sitting down? The unmitigated gall of these people to put this out on YouTube. Catholic Christmas traditions to instill faith in your kids. Those hate mongers. I mean, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe they allowed such misinformation to be put on their platforms. I can't believe it. Clearly, they're just, you know, religious radicals extremists. The reason that YouTube says that they've banned their site completely or their their channel completely now is because in accordance with our longstanding strikes system, we've terminated the channel LifeSite News Media for repeatedly violating our COVID-19 misinformation policy. YouTube and Google have been very clear since the start of COVID. The CEO of YouTube actually said this. She said, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but she actually said, something close to what I'm about to quote. She says, any content that shows information contrary to the World Health Organization is not
1: acceptable. And that's what they did. If you contradict the propaganda coming out of China, you're a problem.
0: Jack Posobiec from One American News. He's a great reporter, by the way. Uh, he said that uh, he's, he was talking yesterday. He says um, he said something about uh, he says, OK, when the World Health Organization says that that there is no evidence that the coronavirus came from a lab in Wuhan, that means it came from a lab in Wuhan. <laughs> <That's- Yeah. laughs> so anyway, uh, they went on to uh, to say that they violated their COVID-19 misinformation policy, which prohibits the content that promotes Uh, prevention methods that contradict local health authorities or the World Health Organization. So basically, if you feel like you can beat a cold or a flu by yourself without a vaccine, well, then you're a conspiracy theorist. You're you're a conspiracy theorist. You can't do that through eating properly, living a healthy lifestyle, taking vitamins and minerals. No, 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 no. No, you can't do that. Any channel that violates our COVID-19 misinformation policy will receive a strike which temporarily restricts uploading or live streaming channels that receive three strikes in the same 90 day period will be permanently removed from YouTube, uh, a spokesman for Google told uh, a news outlet. So there you go. There you go. Supposedly, Supposedly. they did uh, get three strikes. Supposedly. I mean, for
1: no real violations. But um, it wasn't but really
0: 90 days. Well, yeah. OK, yeah. What it was. OK. So yeah. Yeah. It was. So November. Yeah, All right. November. Then they posted that horrible thing about Catholic traditions and faith in your kids on Christmas. Oh, God. Oh, And then I'm being facetious, by the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they had this this latest one here. So, yeah, that would have been 90 days. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's change up here a little bit. Biden and China's Xi Jinping speak for the first time since the U.S. election. Let me guess. Joe doesn't know what to do anymore. So now he needs to call Xi to figure out what else he needs to do. Right. He's reversed all the stuff that can be reversed that he can do within his authority as president of the United States. That's fine. But see, now he's out of uh, ideas because he's reversed everything. So now he needs some more direction. So now he needs to call Xi Jinping. I think
1: only a handful of those were actually actual reversals. Everything else was, well, implosions, destroying our economy, destroying um <laughs> history in some cases. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. All right. Anyway, I I really don't care.
0: Biden can sit there and have phone calls with Xi Jinping or whatever. He, He even actually Biden himself even said I got hairy legs. No, not that. Not that. He even said that he's had more time with Xi Jinping than anyone else in government. He's had over 25 hours with him. Hell, he even had what did he say? Intimate dinners with him before he's had intimate dinners with Xi Jinping. Oh, oh, well then that's that, that's great then. That's great you have a you have such a a wonderful relationship with the Chinese uh, president. That's,
1: that's that's not a great choice of words there. Yeah. intimate dinner. Intimate mm-hmm. dinners, yeah. Yeah.
0: Lucy took him to dinner first. Do, I, I don't want to do any. Do you want to do any COVID? I, I don't want to do any COVID today. We can save COVID for.
1: Well, uh, COVID, actually, there was there was uh, a couple things on COVID that I I, I wanted to go over. Um, actually, yeah, because I, I want to finish. Yeah, all
0: right. I, I want to finish with Antifa, what Antifa did in Seattle and Portland last night. But yeah, let's do some COVID
1: stuff, and then we'll jump to Antifa. So, in and, and reference to the Wuhan virus, the CDC has uh, released their guidelines regarding vaccines and quarantining, okay? So basically, uh, if you've been fully vaccinated and meet the uh, CDC's requirements, you will no longer be required to quarantine if you're exposed to someone with um, with suspected or confirmed COVID-19, okay? So if you're fully vaccinated and it's been longer than two weeks since your second jab, or if it's a single dose two weeks since your... Uh, jab. So, you know, two weeks after that, right? Um, you are within a three-month period since the jab and you have remained asymptomatic since your exposure to COVID-19. Which so they don't actually prevent you from catching COVID. Well, they don't prevent you from... Well, no. The, see, the CDC says that it actually, that there's strong evidence that shows that the vaccines do... Uh, demonstrate prevention of symptomatic COVID nineteen, um, uh-huh. and and over
0: eighty percent of people that that supposedly catch COVID nineteen are asymptomatic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a couple of things here though that you really need to to catch. Uh, they they just kind of you know just put it out can, there and you, you before yeah. before you say
0: that can can we can we lead with this this very important thing before we even get to that understand what I'm about to say. Not one of these vaccines, so-called vaccines, have been given approval. They've been given emergency authorization. Please do your research. Do your own homework on what I just said. There is a difference. There is a big difference here. So I, I thought that would be important to mention because they want you to get all these shots now for something that you may or may not get and something that may or may not protect you. And you're not going to be allowed to do anything and go anywhere or, and see anybody until you do all this stuff from something that hasn't even been approved. Think about
1: that. Think about the magnitude of that. So if you haven't received your vaccine, you're required to quarantine for 14 days. If you uh, if you come into contact with someone that is suspected of having COVID-19 or confirmed, but suspected is is what I want to highlight there the other thing i want to highlight here for you to to you know understand what they're saying here is that you're within three months following receiving the last dose so basically what that is saying is every three months you have to get another jab if you want to not quarantine of course yeah yeah so th- this is another seasonal flu you're gonna have to get a vaccine it's worse than the and seasonal flu is well, once mean, a year if you wanted I, it yeah i i yeah i, I well i yeah, once a season, uh, which, right. which this is the three period. this is
0: uh, uh, three C, se- yeah, this is f- uh, four, five a this year, hell, four, or yeah. five a year, something like that. F- five, if you if they make you do two, and yeah, that's if you want your
1: rights, yeah. If you want to, you know, not quarantine for 14 days, it's just it, 14 days, just minor inconvenience, con- you know, you just stay at home for 14 days is all, yeah, you just know? to flatten if that curve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're exposed to someone suspected of having COVID-19. But if you go and get the jab, you're fine for three months. Um, this uh, this is... In, when you look at what's happening in the UK as well, where they're talking, they're in talks right now of doing a um, COVID pass, basically. A passport, a COVID passport, right? If you've been properly vaccinated against COVID-19, you are you're free to travel for three months.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of European countries that are uh, that are adopting that, but there's also a lot of pushback from it. Denmark's pushing back. Well, the Germans are protesting it. They've announced it, but I mean, it's not it's not something that's uh, that's been passed. But I mean, what? Okay, so we're gonna build a more inclusive, more fair world, but we're gonna segregate people based on health. Uh,
1: yeah. No, no, yeah. no, 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 that, that's what they're doing. And not only are that, but. Even if you've had the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask and you still have to socially distance, according to the CDC. And lockdown. So and lock down and and yeah. So what what's the point of getting a vaccine at that? If I still have to wear a mask and I still have to socially distance, why would I get a vaccine? Well, because it, you're it, saving it lives. Sense.
0: You're saving lives, Bruce. Especially for someone like me who's already don't had be, COVID-19. Why would be, I get a vaccine? Don't be selfish, Bruce. Don't you, want to be, don't, don't you want to save everyone? Don't be selfish. Think about more than just yourself. When you get a vaccine, you're not only saving your life, you're saving everyone else's. Isn't that what Kamala Harris said? That's basically what we're being told to believe. Uh-huh. Well, the good news in all this is that the CDC has now come out and they say that the COVID-19 doesn't spread on surfaces, but it mostly spreads through coughing. So, So, yeah, I think this is the seventh or eighth time that it hasn't spread on surfaces, but then it has and then it hasn't. So this is like their seventh or eighth flip flop.
1: Yeah. So are they going to next week tell us that it does spread through surfaces? Yes. And it's very unlikely that it would spread through coughing
0: or or anything like that. So that
1: like that'll be no coughing is is still bad. You, You have to wear an extra layer on top of that because coughing and sneezing is so bad yeah is, that, have to the, wear an is that the extra layer okay so that would be the fifth layer then yeah yeah and you're probably also going to have to if you're a, a male uh, or identify as male you're going to have to shave your face and make sure there's no no facial hair at all so that when you put the mask on it can seal properly and to you know Eventually, we're going to get to the point where they're going to say you're going to have to use that double sided adhesive tape around your mask to make a perfect seal. Right. You know,
0: I saw the most ridiculous thing. I saw swimming instructors, you know, the the, uh, the professional swimmers that do like the, they swim in the, like the lanes in the pools. I, I don't know. I don't I'm sorry. I don't know what it's called. But I, I saw I, I kid you not. I kid you not. I saw the swimming instructors swimming alongside the students that they were instructing and the instructors had masks on and they had a face shield on while they were swimming next to the kids. Isn't that uh, that that's waterboarding? More or less. Right. Yeah. The that's kids weren't wearing yeah, the kids weren't wearing them like the, the kids that they the, you know, the students, they weren't wearing them. Yeah, yeah. The instructors were. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that's effectively what waterboarding is. I mean, yes. Last few minutes here. Let's uh, let's jump into Antifa. All right. So Seattle last night fed up Seattle residents. Tell in tell Antifa to get the F out. Uh, they decided that they were going to go into it. There was a shooting there a couple of nights ago, and I guess police officers uh, shot uh, a couple. Of, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just know that there was a shooting and Antifa has been up in arms ever since. Seattle residents have apparently had enough of months of activists, at least they're actually to to, the, to their credit. Right. This is uh, this is Andy Knows outfit um, uh, post millennial. They actually call them what they are. Uh, months of activists marching and riding through the city that they called them out during a protest Wednesday night. You're taking advantage of the death of a black man. Get the F out. Two residents can be seen on video while confronting BLM and Antifa activists who marched through Seattle. Seattle, Antifa, and BLM activists organized the march through the city to protest police brutality following a shooting in Seattle on Tuesday night, which killed one and critically injured another. Police responded to 911 calls about the shooting. After ordering the suspect to drop his firearm, the suspect aimed the weapon at the police, at which point the officers fired, killing the suspect. I'm sorry. I mean, that's an open-shut case. It is. As far as I'm concerned. But Antifa and BLM are calling it capital murder. The, The dude was armed and had a gun and was pointing it at officers. You're going to get shot. Yeah, I understand. Uh, Seattle activists did not wait for any of the facts of the case before immediately jumping to conclusions on social media, accusing Seattle police officers of police brutality. They marched through the city on Wednesday night, chanting, all cops are bastards. Uh, so at their ACAB, uh, say his name and praise for the suspect. Activists marched from the site of the shooting at the East, Pre- or to the East precinct. And according to witnesses began vandalizing the facility. Oh, Oh, vandalizing the facility. According to Seattle Police Department sources, there was at least one arrest during the march after a foot pursuit. According to Seattle Police Department, the suspect shot two victims in the 2300 block of the South Massachusetts Street Tuesday night, resulting in the death of one victim and leaving the second critically injured. Officers responded and exchanged gunfire with the suspect. The suspect died at the scene. Seattle Police Department released the officer body cam footage and surveillance video, as well as the 911 calls of the homicide as well as the police response. So they released all of this information. It's all out there. It's all public of the officer-involved shooting. It's all out there. But they didn't care. They didn't care. The
1: mostly peaceful protesters didn't care. And they shot at each other. Like, it's not like the dude just pulled a gun on officers and they shot him, which that's enough reason to get shot by a police officer. But they exchanged fire. That means he shot at police officers. So, yeah. Video
0: cuts away to the suspect walking out of the parking lot. This is after he shot someone else. Uh, The suspect uh, shot someone. That person died. The video then cuts away to the suspect walking out of the parking lot of the Northwest African American Museum and Jimi Hendrix Park, where police have responded. The police ordered the suspect to drop the gun, at which there is an inaudible response. And then the suspect raises the gun towards police officers. Officers open fire, killing the suspect. There's video of all this. There's audio of all this.
1: I mean, it's open and shut as far as I'm concerned. It's uh, you were stupid. You killed someone. You attempted to kill someone else. You shot at law enforcement. Law enforcement shot you.
0: Uh, Well, to be fair, he didn't actually shoot at law enforcement. He pointed his gun at law enforcement, which I mean, that could be construed as almost the same thing. I mean, they are going they are trained to. Respond to that. They are going to shoot you. They are going to respond with lethal force. Okay. So was the exchanging of fire? Was that the that two was between. Shot? Yes, that was between the suspect right, okay. and and the two people he shot, and he killed one of them. Right, right. Okay, now I understand. All right, I thought it was I thought it was with law enforcement, and they it no, like a law enforcement. Hours. Law enforcement showed up, and he they ordered him to put the gun down. He drew towards the police officers, and they shot and killed him.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Which, I mean, that's that's standard procedure across all law enforcement. They're trained to respond like that. They're by the book. I mean.
1: That, that that's pretty standard. If you if you are doing that as like a an individual, if you do that here in this state, you draw a gun on someone else, um, you're gonna get shot. Yeah, and that's before the police show up, right? Yeah, <laughs> <That's> be- <laughs> yeah. That's before law enforcement show up. That's right. Because I know I know we call them first responders, law enforcement, but the first responder is you. You're the first responder. Uh, I, I know we call the others that, but um, you're if you. You're the first on the scene, are you not? Uh, You know, if you're witness one of those situations, you you have the opportunity to help someone um, if they're injured or what have you. Or in this case, if they draw a gun on you, what are you going to do? Call the cops and wait for the cops? Well, in
0: some now, to be fair, to be fair, just to kind of throw this in there as a little disclaimer, laws are different in every state. Some yes. states, some states have the Castle Doctrine, of which Oklahoma is one of those, correct? You do have yes. Castle Doctrine? Yes. Yeah. OK, so it's a different story down there. Not all states have the Castle Doctrine. I wish they did. I wish they did. Not all states have that, uh, or it's more commonly known as the Stand Your Ground Law, uh, which allows you to yeah. to do that. So, I mean, you're you're still going to be in a bit of hot water. Even if you have license, you're concealed
1: carried in your state, you're still going to be in a lot of hot water. Even if you have Castle Doctrine, the, the thing is, is you may criminally be fine. You know, you're not going to go to jail, but uh, you'll still face lawsuits. You're not oh, yeah. defended against yeah. that, which yeah. you should be. I mean, if if the criminal court sees that, uh, you know, they, they say, OK, you, you acted within your rights. You were defending yourself. You're not guilty of any charges. You should be immune from being sued at that point uh, over that situation, in my opinion. But, you know, what do I know? And the other thing is, is uh, to your point about... Um, Wishing that, you know, all states were castle doctrine or stand your ground. Technically, that would be the constitutional thing. Life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, life. You you should be able to protect your life. And the Second Amendment. Yeah, and the Second Amendment, right? But that ensures that you're able to protect life. So, yeah, I agree. Keeping with
0: Antifa here, rioters, at least they're calling it out for what it is, rioters try to break down the door of the Portland Police Association. I, I love how all this, like, we're, we're hearing all day and we're getting hammered in the media all day, every day about rioters, insurrectionists, capital riots, this, that, the other, Trump incited this deadly, violent
1: riot, and this is going on. Th- this is going on. I still, I would love to have one of the, uh, Politicians stand up uh, like in front of Congress or the Senate or, or stand in front of the House or the Senate and and say, um, you know, during the impeachment stuff, the trials, just bring out the fact that if Donald Trump really was trying to instigate an insurrection, he would have used military tanks and then just gone through all the stuff that we've seen, like building defenses around federal buildings at the Capitol. Oh, wait sounds kind of familiar doesn't it it kind of sounds like uh hmm also having politicians saying they wanted mounted machine guns manned around the the compound there and hmm, who 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 did the insurrection again who, who, who's who's being accused again
0: uh, it's it's all those it's all those domestic terrorists that were out there in front of the capitol on january 6th bruce don't you watch the news don't you watch the news i mean that's that's what's going on what's wrong with you rioters are attempting to break down the door of the portland police association law enforcement said on wednesday evening right another wednesday crime a protest this is the portland police right a protest has developed near North Lombard Street and North Campbell Avenue where participants have tried to break down the door of the Portland Police Association. We are monitoring the situation. You're monitoring? Why aren't you down there putting them in handcuffs? You're monitoring the situation? Police added that those trying to break in were subject to arrest. Oh, now, don't break in there. You you promise you won't break in that building. If you do, then we're, we're possibly going to arrest you which the degenerate DA out there will just have them thrown out in the streets anyway. To those participating in the protest, this direction is being given over loudspeaker. Stay on the sidewalk. Yeah, see, stay stay on that sidewalk. Yeah, they're going to listen to that. Do not try to break into the building or violate any other laws. (laughs) Yes, yes. Antifa's going to listen to what you have to say. If you do, you're subject to arrest and or use of force including
1: less lethal weapons uh i mean why would you uh, if you were antifa why would you why would you listen to this why would you adhere to what they're telling you to do you're already breaking the law at this point why why would why would you stop there it's like they're being coddled like bad school children or something i
0: don't know yeah uh Police later issued an update that the demonstrators had left the neighborhood. They probably went to the, probably went down and burned down a Starbucks somewhere across town. While some vandalism had occurred, some van, they probably smashed out all the windows and, and broke the the seals off the doors. No arrests were made and no force was used. Well, they were probably told to stand down and watch it happen. Yeah. The incident came as Portland saw months of unrest. Journalist Andy No, who frequently tracks these types of demonstrations, tracks these types of demonstrations, demonstrations. Demonstration. Yeah, it is technically
1: a demonstration. It's it a, is it's a demonstration. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A demonstration of what they're willing to do. Depravity. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's also posted purported footage of recent demonstrations online. Oh, goodness. You mean a journalist who is who's actually being a journalist? God is actually journalisting hmm. god unbelievable left-wing protests in portland have caused nearly listen to this 2.3 million dollars in damage to federal buildings just to federal buildings since they broke out over the summer according to local media that's just hmm. uh but but we're dealing with domestic terrorists and violent insurrectionists from the january 6th riots we're we're dealing yeah, we're dealing right. with these these uh, these well really these um well, they're the scum of the earth. That's what they are. So we, we're going to have we, to hunt those people down. We got to deprogram them. We're, we're going to have to go after those people. We're going to we're going to have to have, uh, we're going to have to
1: hold congressional hearings to vet all the Republicans to make sure there are no Trump supporters in there and no insurrectionists. And,
0: and we got to, we got to vet all the military. We got to have a 60 day stand
1: down to vet all the military. No. All right. We got to do that. We got to weed out all those extremists. We've actually had some military court-martialed because of their political affiliations.
0: Oh, really? Haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. I wish I could say that it's not happening here, but uh, it is. Been saying it for years now. It is happening here. How much longer is it going to take before you wake up? We're out of time, so we are going to have to go. But uh, great sitting down. I will try and see if we can get someone lined up. GP was going to be with us tomorrow on the exclusive, but he's not now. Uh, Something came up. So I'll see if we can line up someone else for tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll see what I can do about that. Anyway, we are going to have to go. I would normally plug our socials, but uh, Parlor's not back up yet. So uh, we are promoting our Telegram channel. Uh, we would humbly ask all of you to uh, venture on over to Telegram. And I know we've got some new subscribers on Telegram. Thank you all very much. It uh, means a lot to us. Thank you. For those of you who have not, please do get registered on Telegram and look us up when you get over there. We're a public channel. You can just search for Dynamic Independence. We'll pop right up. Join our channel, and you will get not only all of our podcasts that we're putting out here every day, you're also going to get our exclusive podcast that we're just going to put out on our Telegram channel, and only our Telegram subscribers will get that. Now, it is a free service. It doesn't cost you to, to sign up to any of this, it is free of charge. So I would highly recommend you go over there and get on that app, get registered, get signed up uh, to our channel, and get all of our content. We know podcasting censorship is coming. Uh, it is coming in the, in the, uh, in the, very near future. So um, that's going to be our fallback spot is over on Telegram. So get signed up to us over there. We would appreciate that. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We're trying to grow here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. That will do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. I will see you, Bruce, tomorrow on the exclusive and all of you that are signed up to us on telegram we will see you on the exclusive tomorrow if you're not signed up to us on telegram have a great weekend and we will see you on monday